right, let's talk about fucking Star Wars. Oh, is that what we're doing? Fuck yeah. <laughs> what uh, what what's new with Star Wars? Uh, nothing at all. But I'm done being so negative on Star Wars. That's I, good. I feel it's like a very childish thing to do. Well, no, no, no. I think these movies ruined my childhood. Mm, no, I I think I'm on the opposite end. I got so bummed out with uh, Solo being a disappointment. And then all these people saying that Last Jedi was like this horrible movie. And when I'm like, oh, God, I think that might be the best one. Yeah, it That's is. That's so good. I don't know about the best one, but it's... I think it may be for me. But it like... Out of the new movies, easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. But like, I think... Yeah, I don't think better than Empire. But Empire Strikes thing. Back and then Last Jedi for me. But they're very close. They're oh, it's so closer. Close. Yeah, it's closer than it should be. Like... Yeah. Number two, if not number one. But... Yeah. Uh, we'll get, we're going to get some hate mail for... Fuck putting it above Empire, but I don't give a shit. I mean, Solo holds up better when uh, rewatching it now. Like, it's not as bad as it seemed at the time. What I've always said about Solo is that it is, uh, you know, it's a good sci-fi movie, and it's fine. Like, it's it's yeah, it's it, just it, weird. It's it has Star Wars slapped on it. Yeah, it, yeah. it just doesn't feel like a well thought out Star Wars film. Not that Star Wars films need to be this whole thing, but that's what discouraged me and got me so bummed out about Star Wars was. Uh, just all this like fucking like negativity towards the last Jedi. I was like, God, please don't make these movies like made by committee because then it's never gonna work out. Like it's never gonna be good. So no, yeah, and we've we've seen what happens with that I, kind of movie. I'm, so. I'm sitting like just fingers crossed that J.J. Abrams does not listen too much to what they everyone said. I don't think he's going to, but I think that might be the problem. I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, this is a movie podcast now, guys. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. Uh, we're leaving that shit in. Uh, this is what I am hoping, I'm hoping Adam will affectionately call Don't Feed the Artists Freeform. Freeform number one, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll never do this again. But uh, who knows? Maybe we didn't schedule properly. Maybe we just thought this would be fun. Maybe Adam and I kicked everyone else off the podcast yep. and it's just the two of us. And maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe it's Wednesday. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is some freeform jazz. as And we all know I love jazz. So welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. We're not even going to put an air horn in there. We're just going to go for this. Uh, yeah, this is a different show. Yeah. I, I figured we could talk about some stuff in the music uh, music world. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any of these notes, so I don't know what you're talking about. This is gonna be so, a surprise. So I, if you, if people is this don't, about Taylor Swift's new album? I do have a note about her, so okay. that's good. I'm proud of you. I know that's out. That's all. I so got. it's not about her new album, but it was mentioned in her press junket. I may as well just go ahead and go into it because that's a great segue. Um, so uh, I don't know if you heard this, but Taylor Swift in an interview. She said that she she does have a new album come up that just came out. I haven't listened to it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of hers, but I do respect her as an artist. I really like a lot of the choices no, she's, she makes. She's very like uh, competent. Is underselling it? Oh but yeah. She's a very like. She's wonderful. I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say savvy, but that kind of like she's, I don't, she's, she's a very smart like, businesswoman and knows what's going on. Like yeah, she's wonderful at that, and, and she's in like total control of it too. Yeah, so. I don't love her music, but yeah, it's not for uh, me. But that's fine for like listening to a pop artist or really any artist at that level being able to comprehend the stuff that she talks about and being attuned to like oh like at one point she took her music off of streaming services because she felt 
and I feel this very much as someone who buys music instead of streaming it, that um, by having my her music on a software like that, uh, or a platform like that, that she is uh, undercutting and basically slapping the person in the face who is willing to go out and buy that album for 10 to $20. And that kind of stuff where she's saying, like, why should that person have to buy this when these people are getting it free? So I'm not saying that's the way to go, but it is very admirable that yeah. a pop artist who does make a ton of money on those streaming well, and, Yeah, and aware platforms. that she's making a bunch of money on it, but smaller artists may not be, and she's helping like legitimize these services. Like, yeah. She's helping make Spotify a thing because she's on there. Yeah. If she's not in on Spotify, then it's less appealing for everybody to use. So what she's I, such a big artist. So, so what I was going to say about Yeah, so her, she did something recently. So she released a new album, and on that press tour, she mentioned a... Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but she's um, in this huge fight. She wanted to buy her masters for her back mm-hmm. catalog, but uh, Scooter Braun, mega manager, he manages Demi Lovato, um, Justin so Bieber, all those types. Her old manager, I guess? No. Or just uh, some person. Just some guy. Because I assumed it would be industry. like the studio, not the studio, the label would have the masters. So the label did have the masters. And then, and then the label was guy. selling, was going uh, on sale. And hmm. they did not give, they did not let her know. Or according to her, they didn't let her know. Uh, so she had no chance to buy her masters back, which she said she would have done. And she would have won, wanted at least the opportunity to buy her masters. Right. Uh, but <clears throat> they just announced it that it was sold to Scooter Braun and she was really upset because she said that basically he was trying to sabotage her, that kind of stuff. So it was this whole thing. Uh, and that's still an ongoing thing. So she said, okay, maybe I don't own the masters to that, but what I'm going to do in this interview, she said that this week that she's going to re-record her back catalog. Effectively owning hmm. her masters and undercutting those other albums, because why would you listen to the album that came out in 2000-something? Yeah. So, hold on. I'm not too familiar with this, but if you have the Masters, does that mean you can you have like the rights to republish and release yes. the album? so all streaming. So, all in, in addition to having the actual files to press. do so, you have the like legal ability to do that. Correct. Okay. So, uh, another funny thing. So, this is like Sony having the Spider-Man rights. Exactly. How topical. <laughs> Uh, That's what we're going for here. Yeah. This hey, if we want to talk about to that, tape, we can. Freeform segment. I was trying to uh, stick with music, but I'm totally happy to do it with that. We already threw Star Wars in. Yeah. No, that's just. I mean, just for comparison, though, because I I always assume the masters were just master tapes, especially where like you have the master source, obviously, that somebody needs if they want to release it, but you don't get the actual say because it's not your. No, you do. Like you don't have Typically. the right to it. Typically, that's that's really fucked up. Then there are instances, and every contract is different. But there's no right. way a, a up and coming artist like Taylor Swift would have had the ability to own that stuff early on in her career. Yeah, and I would assume the studio has that as like leverage over you for like exactly. if you want to re-release an album, you have to go through them. Well, they tried to re-sign her uh, with a deal that okay. You can start earning back your uh, back catalog masters, but here's what you're going to have to do. Every album you release will give you an album back. And it was like, wait, that's a never ending cycle. She'll never catch up. And she's like, yeah, I just saw that as like super just 
fucked up and said no. So she walked away from that deal and signed with a different lab- label. And then effectively that label sold to Scooter yeah, Braun and then, later. And they got mad and sold sold her rights off. Yeah. And that, that was over like a year time frame. It wasn't like instantaneously these things happen. But according to her, she's going to do that. I think... I don't know if she'll actually do that because i don't know how many albums she has but i think that's like four or five albums but uh i don't know if she'll do that that would be expensive to do and expensive to do right uh but if she did that man i would respect the shit out of that and based off of her track record i would love it for her to do that i mean i think it's the kind of music that lends itself to doing that too yeah um which is makes it easier at least i mean it's still obviously going to be expensive and and timely or uh not time effective yeah i hope she does it but who who knows but that's interesting yeah yeah so that's certainly one way to to stop that like i don't know it's essentially like blackmailing for your own stuff oh back. yeah so like that's one way to get around that is just say well fuck you i'm gonna record it again so noel gallagher one half of the gallagher brothers from oasis is due to get his uh the oasis masters back uh, that's gonna be fun i think it's in like four or five years he said and guess what he said uh they were like oh so what are you gonna do with that and he goes i'm gonna sell it to the highest bidder immediately and my first thought was like oh what if that highest bidder is liam gallagher your brother who calls you a potato and hates you <laughs> <laughs> and that you hate uh i can only imagine he would not sell it to him but maybe man, he has to have it like be purchased through some like weird like, those, shadow company. Those two, I love watching them bicker. I just saw uh, Noel Gallagher uh, live this past weekend, and like it comes through on stage. Like he's the nicer of the two, and there were even moments where I was like, "Damn, he's bitching at the audience." Like he he is being very obvious, saying like, "I don't give a shit about you people." <laughs> and I was just like, "God, this guy is incredible." I love those brothers. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's due to get his masters back, and I hope he does sell them and not to Liam. I think that would be funny. But ap- apparently, on I mean, top of that, nothing could come out of it too. Like yeah, and another thing that also, uh, so Liam's re- Liam Gallagher is releasing this um, album, and then he's also releasing this documentary about himself. Um, sounds super pompous, and that's because he is. Yeah. Uh, but he's releasing it, and as, as soon as he released the trailer, Liam, apparently Noel Gallagher, sent him this le- or let him know that if there's any footage of him performing Oasis songs in the movie, that he's going to sue him. And I was just like, God damn, these two are so fucking petty. <laughs> I want to see that in court. Oh, so do I. I don't know. But like, not in, a, not in a real court, but like Judge Judy or something? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. So that's... uh. That's your Gallagher update. <laughs> I'm constantly looking those two up because they're always bitching about each other. It's amazing. Um, I mean, they've been doing it for like 50 years, right? So, Yeah, something like that. Uh, so uh, another thing is the 25th anniversary of Jeff Buckley's Grace, his single singular album. He has another album that's like half demos, half, you know, whatever. Uh but uh, his only finished album, Grace, had its 25th anniversary. And in our favorite albums episode, I mentioned how much that album means to me. And it's this phenomenal record. But it's kind of cool that they're, that's one of those estates where there's not much mm-hmm. to you know release. But they're releasing this huge, only digitally, uh, like 
for that's kind of surprising yeah it is because i went to look it up to see if i could buy it and yeah. you can only listen to it on like apple music and uh hmm. spotify so i wonder they might have some like special limited edition thing going on with one of those uh subscription service deals maybe yeah but uh yeah and i mean so, i'm assuming they like remastered it for this oh yeah so. they remastered it they're releasing along with the re-release of the re- remastered edition there's uh four live albums that they're releasing you heard that right four these are not re-releases these are four new albums uh on their youtube channel they've been releasing all these uh live videos uh never released live videos of jeff buckley it's just amazing i love it as a fan who like for years had been trying to like i only had one album right and and trying to get more yeah just trying to get a little bit more and you know getting something here and there so that's out right now and Mm. Uh, they released, uh, there's a couple, there's one song, his the very last song that he demoed that had never been released before. Uh, it's called uh, Sky Blue Skin. Uh, they released that finally. But they have a recording of it? Yeah, well, there, somewhere. there were a couple tapes floating around that were like traded uh, between collectors, hmm. but uh, no official release ever. And this was I wonder it. how long it's going to be till we get something like that with Prince. I mean, they just released an album of his. Yeah, uh, but of unfinished it, songs, and according to Anthony Fantano, it's better than some of his released music. I'm thinking though, there's probably stuff that like they still haven't even gotten to do out of oh, yeah, all the sure. stuff that he had because he just had so many hours of yeah. Of you heard the way he had his house set up, right? Yeah, yeah. He'd have microphones like plug-ins. in every room. Yeah. yeah, like in the bathroom, you could just plug a guitar into. Yeah. Why the fuck do you have a guitar in the bathroom? But yeah, so Jeff Buckley's Grace has a 25th anniversary that just happened. Uh, also. Uh, I can confidently say that neither of us watched the VMAs. I didn't even know they happened. Yeah, Apparently they happen on Mondays now. Something like that. But That uh, seemed weird to me because I saw people complaining about it on Twitter or something like yeah. that. But Miley Cyrus was there. Uh, sure. Demi Lovato. People think that she was throwing shade at Taylor Swift as per what we were just talking about because Scooter Braun is her manager. Um, Lizzo performed in front of a giant inflatable ass uh yeah that that image keeps coming up on um on the you know the internet and i keep seeing this giant inflatable ass yeah uh missy elliott was there and she performed and got one of those lifetime awards and this i think is the most substantial thing that happened is that lifetime award was renamed like the michael jackson I did uh, see that Freedom somewhere. whatever yeah. award, whatever it was called, but it had his name. But then they silently took that away as per, you know, the things that the documentary Finding Neverland, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, they took that away this year, but they didn't announce it. The BMAs did not announce it, uh, mm. nothing like that. And um, whenever she received it, she said, oh, I'm so proud to get this Michael Jackson blah, blah, blah award. No, did they get mad? No, no one got mad, but like people were like, "Oh shit, that was that award." Like n- nobody had. See, I, I didn't. I didn't know this. I thought they renamed it this year. No. Nah. To that Michael Jackson award, which no, it was that for I think like five years or okay. something, and huh. then they stripped it away. Maybe longer that's, than five I mean, years. Yeah. But I mean, wherever you fall on that, that that's just they kind of did it silently. We're trying not to make a big fuss on it, which kind of which is good, I guess. Yeah. If you're gonna do that. And then she said I mean, that... The, the big takeaway is you shouldn't name any awards after anybody, really. No. Because, uh, uh, you know, you also probably don't want celebrity endorsements like Jell-O. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> but they but, were... Uh, which, by the way, Jell-O is uh, Whalebones, if you don't know that. 
I don't eat Jello. I'm vegetarian, and I won't eat Jello or any stuff like that because it is ground up. I just thought bones. it was ground up bones. I didn't think it was whale bones. I may be wrong about the whale bones. I've that heard. Sounds I've way heard too whale specific bones. for how much Jello there is. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard whale bones. Maybe it's just bones, but yeah. In case you didn't know that, Jello is not vegetarian. Uh, you can make vegetarian Jello, I believe, but I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. She, uh, people don't think that Missy Elliott did that as a, um, you know, kind of a slight saying like, fuck you, Michael Jackson award. Uh, this is the Michael Jackson award. They think that she just slipped. Yeah. I mean, it could be either way. Yeah. But there, there was no obvious statement. Yeah. People are very conflicted about Michael Jackson still. Which kind of, well, and the way that they stripped that award name away kind of shows how people are conflicted and how they're aware of it yeah by saying hey we're well, taking wait, do this they have away any other named awards or was that like one of the only ones and they just got rid of all named awards the vma yeah. i think that's the only one because see that that kind of makes sense even if there was nothing you know yeah even if there weren't any allegations or rumors or anything about him it would yeah. be like well we just don't want to name stuff after anyone at this point so. yeah but i don't think that's why they did it probably not but. yeah and there's still i don't believe is a uh uh, statement out about that. No, they probably won't be at this point, right? So yeah, probably not. Um, the only other thing that I uh, read of substance in the music world was, according to a lot of industry analysts, uh, there is speculation that Spotify, uh, within the next five years, will be bought by a company, kind of like a Disney buying Fox situation. That Spotify will no longer be owned uh, by I mean, Spotify. They're not making money. So that would be a good reason to get acquired by somebody. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know that that is. It's just interesting. I don't have any like real opinion because I don't care about Spotify, the streaming service. But I am That's why I put it last. I am concerned about it though for podcasting because they've started investing a lot of money in podcasts and trying to privatize. Have they? Uh, privatize like podcasts as that. a podcast as a medium. Um, there's a lot of stuff that is Spotify only. Like we're not listed in Spotify because if you are, you give up any rights to redistribution of your podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this and wondering why you can't listen to Spotify, that's, that's their terms. Just prevent people from doing that. If you want to maintain your own rights. Yeah. Um, which we do, which we do. And it's, it's because Spotify sees a bunch of money in podcasting for some reason, which is weird. We don't want Scooter Braun coming in one day and yeah, buying yeah. Spotify and then we can't, you know. Yeah, but we'll Sp- have to re-record all of our past episodes. I guess if you haven't, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful. What a nightmare! Just, Just to have, have transcripts. A script. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you haven't seen most of that recently, but the, Spotify, no. like in February or March this year, maybe they said they were going to invest five hundred million dollars into podcasts this year. Jesus. So they bought a company called Anchor, which is a like podcasting, like production and editing software on iPads and stuff. Maybe through browsers too. I don't remember. Um, that was like 200 million of it. So that's a big chunk. But then they also bought a couple of different like production, like studios for lack of a better word for that, that put out podcasts and stuff. And they're all going exclusive there. I mean, outside of those, like, you know, uh, cereal is under the blanket of NPR, right? Yeah. Like other yeah, than they, the, the company they bought was, I believe it was Gimlet, which is like a bunch of ex NPR people. So. Freeform, I mean, baby. You should just make a whole podcast of Cambria. I'm playing Cambria yeah, like I mean, a bagpipe. <laughs> you squeeze her belly a little bit and she talks. <laughs> All right. You uh, do that every week. So, like, I mean, 
I put that Spotify thing at the end because I also really don't care. But yeah, in that terms is of the music stuff, I don't care. If I, that were to I think sell. it's more concerning just because Spotify is trying to like they know that music differentiation is not a thing really with streaming. Like everybody has the same library. It's not yep. like video where you have it by by studio and all that. Um, so Spotify is looking for some way to like have an exclusive anything, and so they have like those Spotify sessions, and they might have some exclusives for like albums for a while, but not forever. Well, it's interesting. But podcasting is like an audio like format that they can like keep serialized, like audio shows and like news shows and stuff is like exclusive forever. And yeah, that's that's probably maybe more of that is, and I don't know who would make sense to buy them though, other than know. maybe Netflix, just because Netflix might want to get into producing original audio content, but they don't yeah. need to buy Spotify for that. I they didn't just do that on their own. I so. didn't read the whole article. It wasn't something that really tickled yeah. my fancy. Well, and there's just not enough money in streaming music on its own like no you know spotify is the only what are the big streaming companies spotify apple title kind of title kind of um but like apple's doing it amazon music is actually yeah yeah amazon and apple are just doing it because they're big companies who sell services and and they have the infrastructure an extra yeah a little bit extra money is not a lot of work for them they could operate it at a loss for like a decade and not care yeah spotify is not going to win in the long term of that unless they I don't figure out how to make money I guess but I mean people don't even pay for Spotify and they use the free plan so I don't know how that works yeah fuck them that's a whole topic (laughs) episode we will never never probably get to yeah because everyone keeps fucking around on it it's a terrible idea let's never talk about it yeah um I don't know uh so we can do this a couple ways uh I have a, a question. We'll see if it spurs a conversation. If it not, we can move. If it if it doesn't, we if can it, move if on. If it's not, if it's not, uh, yeah. So um, talking about reviewing albums, we've been doing these deep dives for a little bit now, uh, not a year, but you know, long enough that I feel we've we understand what we're doing, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah and if if you've been listening to them it's gotten better <laughs> um <laughs> i know i know some people very who, good yeah i know some people checked out after the first couple we did yeah which is fine totally cool. um it kind of but i think it's us. worth revisiting if there's a band that you're interested in or if uh you want to listen to the right the radiohead episode that dave and hagen did is really good actually yeah the so. radiohead is probably my favorite one and the slipknot one they did yeah. is also very good uh, they definitely are killing it, uh, and they'll be back, so don't worry. Um, yeah, so what I was kind of, you know, I watch a lot of these. Uh, there are certain YouTubers or reviewers that I respect. I really don't like Pitchfork. I don't listen to Rolling Stone for their interviews. Pitchfork is like a bunch of elitist music snobs, mm-hmm. typically. Yeah, we've talked about that so, multiple times. You know, I'll see their reviews but it's typically not something it's in one year out the other but uh there are people like anthony fantano of the needle drop who i do respect and i do enjoy his reviews and he does reviews where i disagree with him but that's okay it's nice to hear you know kind of stuff that they don't like and may form my own opinion whether or not i agree or disagree or understand why they don't like them i like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. hear the other side that kind of thing um but there are types of reviews by those people that I'm so conflicted about. And it is what I like to call retrospective reviews. And that's going back. And it'd be like 
Anthony Fantano going back and reviewing Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars by uh, David Bowie. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any strong feelings or thoughts on like, should you go back and review these albums? Because a lot of albums are reviewed the day of. They'll probably get well, like, pre-released copies. Yeah, they're reviewed in the context of when they came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same thing about reviewing older movies, which yeah, sometimes that's interesting, I guess. But like, it would be weird for somebody to go back and review Blade Runner now. Yeah, it'd be it's super like, weird. It is the iconic movie we all know, so of course you're going to like it now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, part of part of reviews like especially for as we've been doing deep dives, uh part of the interesting thing about looking at reviews is the you know, like original reception being no, nah, this was total shit and then like 20 years later people are like this is amazing. Yeah, cuz there will be if you go to Wikipedia, sometimes there are uh like oh, original, yeah, reviews, original reviews and, reviews there, and... there will be like a oh, 2010 yeah. reviews, that kind of stuff where it's super interesting because I can see the merit but I also, for me personally, I see more devaluation of it because if that's how someone felt, it's okay for them to change their mind. But yeah. why go back and the same source change there? Well, uh, it's it's I guess it, to me at least it's not that interesting that you changed your mind. Like, no, and also it's a different person listening to it. I guarantee you the person who reviewed Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys the first time who said it was trash is not the same person from Rolling Stone right. who's reviewing it a second time saying that it's the Sgt. Peppers of hip-hop. Which, side note, still is really weird to me. I went back and listened to it again I after agree. we did that, <laughs> that episode. but You know, I'm not a hip-hop guy, so maybe that's I guess that episode of, uh, of Deep Dive may not be out yet. but Also, I... No, it's... Is it? Is it? No, out? it's not yet. Not that yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be coming out soon, but we recorded a couple in advance. It's out next week. It may be, yeah. No, it is, isn't it? I, I didn't check. but Who, who fucking cares? <laughs> but uh, no, it's definitely not out next week, is it? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it just shows how uh, how much we have I mean, our shit together. <laughs> we record deep dives in advance. I think everybody knows that by now. Yeah, um, just how much of an advance. That is the illusion. Yeah. Ooh, is Spider-Man in or out? I mean, we, we, were, we were pretty far ahead this summer. It was pretty great. Yeah. But. Yeah, but um, so it's just, yeah. Also, I guess with the Paul's Boutique thing being the Sgt. Pepper of uh, hip-hop, I guess it makes sense because I don't like Sgt. Pepper's either. I think okay. it's a fun I mean, album. I think it's an interesting album. Um, I'm not here to talk about the Beatles. No, I'm just but saying. I'm saying. I think maybe it's an interesting why. album, and that's that's it's obviously an influential album. And so Very. that's why it's in that same category. Maybe like, yeah. Um, man, I don't ever want to do retrospective deep dives for the albums. I said, I hate I don't want to listen to Oasis again. I don't really oh, no, like no. Oasis. I don't want to do that. I like their first two albums. I don't want to listen to any more. I don't think I'm going to change my opinion on Oasis. No, neither do I. And I'm fine <laughs> with that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. These retrospective reviews, they, I find them interesting. Uh, Anthony Fantano has done vin- videos talking about, oh, I won't do these because of this reason. Like, what's the point? It's so weird. And like, you're adding context to the music, which is okay when you're just talking. But like, for me, the purpose of reviews is not to say, oh, are you going to go to this movie and have this popcorn blockbuster of a time? It is more for me actually analyzing it as a form and not necessarily that. 
you can put that in it, but that should not yeah. be the purpose to me. Well, I won't look at reviews for basically anything till after I've like seen it or listened to it. Correct. Yeah. Because I'm not interested in having that, you know, kind of ruined or going in with a certain mindset. Oh yeah, I, but I didn't hear any reviews for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood until after I saw it. I was like, holy shit, people thought this about this. Man, yeah, people were fucking pissed. Yeah, and then I went and saw it a second time because I had had to go back and see if I noticed these things people talked about. Did you, you? know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I saw, there, I saw there it twice, points. but partially because I saw it the first time on film, like at the Alamo down yeah. in Dallas. Um, and then I saw it up here again, which. Saw it on 35 millimeter? Yeah. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. They had that over it was there. real Angelica. pissed they didn't do that here at the Alamo and Denton. Yeah. So if anybody's listening and you work at the Alamo and Denton, can you please complain to your manager? Yeah, also, that was we have ad spots available if you're interested. <laughs> we do have ad spots available. We'd like to be sponsored. We buy companies we like, yeah. like uh, Alamo Draft House. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's just kind of something that I see them every once in a while. I, I haven't seen any that new Tool album's coming out, which I won't. I will probably listen to just for sake of you listening to uh, it, but yeah. man, I don't care. I don't think I care enough to listen to it. I don't care, but I have gotten into this mindset of trying to listen to more stuff. And I've started but watching... But I feel like there's better stuff you could try to listen to. Oh, like, it would be a better use of your time... Just wait until we get to my, what I'm listening to. Well, I'm just to. saying, it would be a better use of your time to listen to, like, Taylor Swift's new album than the new Tool album. Man, it is so weird that I agree with you. <laughs> I mean... I agree but really, with you no, it's so just like, hard on that. We know what Tool does, and that's fine. And Taylor Swift at least changes. Yeah. So. And, man, fucking write us, bitch. And is like... I'm waiting for you. You know, probably easily, like, the top selling album of the week right what her tool? new album oh yeah yeah for like, sure yeah so yeah like, it's, it's been doing great clearly popular yeah and her music in general is so like i don't know who gives a shit about tool putting out a new album finally like, it is interesting that tool when they put their uh catalog finally on digital platforms mm-hmm. they uh like all their songs went to top 10 immediately which is pretty cool yeah but that's probably just Musically, how yeah i mean like, that's how that goes i don't know that yeah. that gets into the whole it's weird if you're like are you actually a tool fan if you didn't already have these like yeah, it, I don't know what the point was, but yeah. yeah. Uh, tool fans, right at me, bitch. Please at me. I'm I'm waiting for you. Uh, you know me. We just want feedback. Yeah, we just, we're bored. We want to talk. But yeah, that, I don't really have much else to say about that. I think it's interesting, these retrospect yeah. uh, album reviews. I'm not saying they should. I think it could be interesting, but it doesn't have to happen for every album, maybe. For the most part, you end up, I, on most of those reviews that I've seen, they end up in interjecting their personal life into it, which I don't think is necessarily the way to go with reviewing something. Yeah, reviewing. That's not something you'll get out of it. No. Yeah. And I'm not saying that person should not have that. I'm just saying like, okay, well, I love System of a Down, but listening to somebody talking about System of a Down's records and what they meant to them because mm-hmm. of that kind of thing, I like doing that with my friends. I don't want to watch a YouTube video. There's no personal value in that for me. So... I don't know. I find them strange, but they are a thing. And uh, I think reviews just in general are hard to peg down as, you know, they are this. So I don't know. But we can go ahead and move into uh, what we're listening to. Uh, You want me to go first, Adam? No, I'll go ahead and go first, actually. Um, Because I got got it figured out in the meantime since we talked about that. I only have two albums, uh, and they're both albums that came out 10 years ago. Um, that came out as reissued on vinyl uh, recently, so I picked up both of these as records. Um, John Frusciante's The Empyrean, which is one of his solo albums. Interesting. I really, really like that album. I'll um, have to borrow that. It <laughs> has it. Sounds like it's. Uh, 
I've heard a couple of his solo albums, okay. and they're interesting. I think this is probably his best one, um, for me at least, but it's it's just a weird, crazy album. Like It's definitely not like any of the other stuff he works on. Yeah. Um, I know we all hate the Chili Peppers pretty often, but they're... Uh, <laughs> There are, I mean, he's definitely the most talented member. Yeah, of there band. are there are talented members was, in that band. Yeah, uh, and he was one of the most w- talented ones easily. Yeah, um, this album is something I've wanted to buy since I got a turntable, basically. And uh, the last time it was pressed was when it came out. So yeah, that was obviously he do real a lot expensive. Of his own like distribution and stuff. Yeah, the only so, place you could buy this was his website. It makes it difficult. Yeah, yeah he's and just he, one of those guys. I mean, they only put out a limited amount, so I think it's probably sold out by now. Hell yeah. Um, but it sounds great. It's been remastered. Um, Break into Adam's so it's really house. Great. Get yeah. that final. Um, and then the other one is We Were Promised Jetpacks, uh, album These Four Walls. Never heard of that. Okay. So they were here in Dallas recently. Um, this were you album, there? No, I didn't get to go. Um, they are, for lack of a better word, they're like a post-punk like revival kind of band. I guess that kind of fits. But they're they're a Scottish band, um, and they they've had since this they've had three other albums come out, uh, but this was their first album. It's really their only like album they're known for. Um, it's an album I really like listening to, like ten years ago when I was in high school. Still, um, I guess that was like my senior year of high school. But it was uh, it's an album that I really liked, and then when I saw it was coming out again, I decided to like listen to it again and wanted to pick it back up because it's a pretty great album. I kind of forgot how much I liked it. So yeah. I'll have to check it was that just kind of cool that both of these were like 10th anniversary, like reissue kind of things going on. And um, look at you living in the past. Great. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. This is what collecting vinyl has done to me. So. Yeah, please send help. Yeah, except <laughs> at least I refer to them as records as much as I can. Yes, I agree. Um, so is that it? Yeah, just those two. I've been uh, I have a healthy amount of stuff that i've been listening to but i will limit myself i've just been on a listening spree uh my first one is the one i'm most excited about uh moses sumney have you heard of him no oh man like if you don't listen to me or anything i ever recommend you you have to listen to his aromanticism album i just bought it on vinyl i'm waiting for it to come in but the record is fucking phenomenal uh, he has so many Moses Sumney. He's just this like I referencing what we were just talking about with the whole like uh, Jeff Buckley only having the one album. Mm-hmm. I tried so hard to find similar artists, and you can look up like oh people who are similar. I mean, there's people. Uh, it's just, but they they never are quite that, but. This guy, Moses Omni, has these, like, just, he has the similar similar vocal qualities, similar guitar technique. He doesn't, but that being said, it doesn't sound like, it's not like you're listening to Jeff Buckley record. It is what I would assume Jeff Buckley would sound like if he came out with a record in today's day and age. I think this album came out in 2017, but it's phenomenal. It is so cool. It has these moments that just sound like pure Radiohead. It is so cool. And when I say that, uh, Radiohead is one of those bands that so many bands have tried to copy, and it sounds terrible. I know because I've done that before. I've tried to copy Radiohead, and it always sounds bad. But, like, this dude just, like, I guess he's one of the only people who listened to Radiohead and was able to filter, oh, this is what I should do with my music. Mm. It's so good. But uh, that one, fucking listen to it. Um, also, uh, I mentioned it before, but Bon Iver's new album, I 
I I. Uh, it's great. Uh, I've mentioned before that twenty two a million, his third record, mm-hmm. did not do it for me. It, and but this one does. Yeah, that twenty two a million record with getting like nines and tens, fives out of fives, that kind of stuff. Like it's getting. It got all the praise that it could. And I've listened to it. it it's a decent record. I just don't love it. Uh, but this one, I think, is just... It's great. I really like it. Um, it, it. I think it has a nice blend of that experimental 22 a million vibe and then also his earlier uh, uh, Baroque folk type thing. Not Baroque, but folk vibe. Uh, and then also I've been listening to this like just fun indie pop group, Caro Caro Bonito. I had never listened to them. They're awesome. They're coming to Dallas. I emailed them to see if my band could open up for them, and they said, nah. Uh, but I tried. They right. emailed with it. They responded. They replied, though. That's cool. They responded within like 10 Do minutes. they want to be on the podcast? No, that's a good question. They're playing at Canton Hall. so It's probably not. Yeah, probably not. They're from London. They're awesome. Uh, they have this first album that is kind of uh, just pop, indie pop, and then their second album is they just went completely like just like indie dream rock it's like crazy they the band is uh these two kind of producer types and then a singer Hmm. uh and then they just decided oh we're gonna be a band now and it's so cool uh i really enjoyed them and then the last thing i've been doing and i'll stop myself after this uh is i went to see uh that film uh david crosby remember my name it's about uh david crosby from crosby stills and nash crosby stills and nash and young uh I will be honest, I'd never really listened to them prior to that movie. I think a lot of people our age especially have probably haven't. Uh, I knew who they than, were. Other than like hearing their name and recognizing it and like stupid Christmas yeah. songs. Like uh, Crosby and Nash, they did a they were on uh, one of John Mayer's albums, uh, Born and Raised. They did a couple songs oh, on that. Huh. And that was my first introduction to them and it was amazing. They're great, beautiful harmonies. Uh, but I watched this film about it and it's very much been referred to in a lot of reviews like a visual form of Leonard Cohen's last uh, album or David Bowie's last album where it's very obvious that this person knows, oh, this may be my last thing. So it's kind of tough to watch in that aspect, but I think it's important to watch things like that, listening to, you know, David Bowie and that kind of stuff, his last album. They're great but they are difficult to listen to in that context. So, uh, yeah, I watched that, and I've been listening to some Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. It's been good. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Uh, do we want to talk about the live show? Yeah, so, what, that's, what's the, the, the day we're doing that? Next week? Yeah, it's next Saturday, which is September Saturday. 7th. Yeah, Saturday, September 7th in Denton, Texas. Which means that it's really happening like late that night because it's Sunday morning that we're doing the podcast. Maybe, maybe no, 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 no. Maybe it's I'm Friday. backwards. It's Friday. Then it's Friday night, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's Friday night. We're we're going on at like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those days. The There will be an event link in the show notes or in this chapter right now that you're listening to in a good podcast app like Overcast. Yeah. And... uh we're uh it's gonna I don't be know, yeah come out and watch it live if you're in denton yeah and want to be up with us um it's I at assume... the bearded monk in denton texas uh they're it's a fundraising thing for them to finally get their patio that they've been working yep. their asses off for years uh so and i assume if you're there. not here you'll be able to watch the live stream we yep. don't we don't know the details of that but they'll have something figured out yeah and we don't know whether we'll release it as a episode or not i yet, think but we, we probably we will even if it's a bad recording <laughs> 
Because <laughs> people might want to listen to it, you know. Yeah, maybe. So, but uh, we're doing that live video, uh, or fuck, live podcast. Live stream, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, Don't Feed the Artist uh, Freeform. Uh, that's all I got. I don't know how to end these things. There's no song coming up, and I. That's all, folks. <laughs>